today. Amen? Hallelujah. A dead God can't save anybody, but a one that's resurrected from the dead can. And that's who I'm going to put my trust in. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. We need to be worshiping Him today. So many times I've questioned certain circumstances of things I could not understand. Many times in trials, weakness blurs my vision. My frustration gets so out of hand. Then I am reminded never been forsaken I never had to stand one test alone as I look at all the victories the spirit rises up in me and it's through the fire my weakness is made strong oh, he never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb he never offered one victories without fighting but he said help would always come in time just remember when you're standing in the valley of decision and the adversary says, kill me, just hold on, cause our Lord will show up, and He will take you through the fire again. I know within myself that I would oh, surely yeah. perish, oh, but if I'll trust the mighty hand of God, He'll shield That the cross would not get heavy And the hill would not be hard to climb Oh no, he never offered A victory without fighting But he said help will always come in time Just remember when you're standing In the valley of decision takes us through the fire I'm glad I know who he is and I'm glad I know where he's taking me to 
And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you need to know Him before you leave. Now, when I say you need to know Him, I'm talking about a personal relationship with Him. All right, because there's many a people that tell me on a daily basis that they know who the Lord is. And no doubt they probably believe that there is a God in heaven. They may even believe in the darling Son of God who, may, who is the Lord Jesus Christ. They may even believe that. But do you really know who He is? And when I say, do you know who He is, there's some things that I want us to look at this morning to be sure that you do know who He is. Because the Bible says that we can know who He is. And I'm glad that I do. I hope that you do. And if you don't, before the end of this service, I hope and pray that God will reveal Himself to you by the way of the Holy Ghost uh, to where you can identify the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and accept Him as your Lord and Savior today. Let's turn in our Bibles, if we could, to the book of 1 John. 1 John chapter number 2. And as you have your place, I ask you to uh, stand with us for the reverence of the reading of God's Word. I'll try to preach fast. You listen fast, but there's nowhere to go. It's raining. Amen. And uh, rain keeps some people at home. But you know what? Sometimes you've got to get the clay out of the way to have something good. Amen. Amen. First John, chapter number 2, going to begin reading with verse number 3. And the Bible says, and hereby we do know that we know Him. If, if we keep His commandments. Verse number 4. He that saith, I know Him. And keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Turn over to chapter number 5 and verse number 20. The Bible says, And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him. That is true. Even in His Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God. The eternal life. I want to ask you this question during the message this morning. Do you know Him? Let us pray. Father God in heaven, Lord, we come to you today. In the name of Jesus, the name of above all other names. Amen. God, I need your help this morning. God, I pray you touch this throat. I pray that you would give me wisdom and strength to stand before your people today. And Lord, if there be one here that doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin, God, I pray that the Holy Ghost of God would just come down, massage their heart, to convict them a sinner to where they would come to realization of know that there is a better way to live and a better way to go. And it is through the darling Son, Jesus Christ, that there is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Father, I pray that you would use just these little short time that we have today to relate to your people just exactly who you are and what you do for us on a daily basis. And God, we do love you. Thank you for all that you do. Undergird us this morning with spirit and power from above to where we may preach your word, not in the fear of man, but in the fear of you, Lord, that's going to hold us accountable one day. God, I'll thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. God laid this particular scriptures upon my heart. 
heart uh, this past week as I was uh, out on some visitation and out knocking a few doors and, and leaving some door hangers on people's homes and, and going into the hospitals and to the nursing homes and talking to people about the Lord. And, and uh, all of a sudden I began asking just about everybody that was around, do you know the Lord? Do you know who the Lord is? And of course 100% of everybody that I talked to said, yeah, we know the Lord. I said, well, what do you base it on? And a lot of them began to scratch their head and they said well we know that God created it all and he created everything and, and many people gave me many different answers except for the one that I was looking for folks when we know the Lord we know him personally through the son Jesus Christ our sins have been forgiven they've been washed away and covered by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ our names been written in heaven and our names in the Lamb's book of life and when this life is over the Lord Jesus is going to get us and take us home to that place called heaven and we'll avoid that place called hell if we know him if we confess unto him I don't know about you today but it's an easy decision you think about the portals of glory you talk about everlasting life where there'll be no more pain where there'll be no more tears where there'll be no more heartaches no more sickness Thank God no more cancer. Uh, you're not even going to have a power bill. And you're not going to need a mortuary in that place called heaven. Uh, that is a place that I desire to go. Uh, where Jesus himself uh, is the only light that we'll ever need. Amen. Uh, we're not going to need the sun to shine. Uh, because Jesus is going to be the light. Uh, we don't need any power poles. Uh, we're not going to need any. Jesus is going to provide uh, all the power. I'm talking about perfect peace perfect harmony no struggles no depression no heartaches no heartbreaks and that is a place called heaven a place where the streets are of gold and the walls are of jasper and the gates are of pearl that is a place that I desire to go the alternative is this the alternative is a place called hell that was made and created for the devil and his angels a place where you burn up forever and ever a place where the Bible says the worm dieth not and the fire is never quenched folks it doesn't may take long for me to figure out where I want to go when I die the problem is people think they're going to live forever you're not going to live forever the Bible says it's appointed unto men once to die and then the judgment so not only are we going to die, but we're going to stand before God. And you see, we got to understand today, uh, whether you're saved and on the winning team, uh, or if you're lost and on your way to hell without God, we've got to take and give an account uh, of what we have done. And many people have said, I'll never bow toward a God that I can't see or that I can't feel. I'm feeling pretty good right here myself. Amen. I see Him every day that I walk outside the door of the, the creation of God. Every time a baby is born, I see the creation of God. I see the existence of God. I see the existence of the Savior. I see Him still touching and saving and, and giving people a, a touch from above and heal their bodies. Hey, Josh, that wasn't a, a misdiagnosis. That was just the hand of God that touched you. I believe that with all my heart. Amen. Why is always the doctors trying to explain it away for some other reason? 
Hey, listen, when God's people pray, it makes a difference. Amen? Yeah. It makes a difference. But do you know Him? If you know Him, you know that you're going to heaven when you leave here. If you don't know Him, uh, you can't say 100% sure that you are. I'll ask you that question again here in just a little bit. But if you're not 100% sure that you're saved and on your way to heaven, I can assure you you're 100% lost and on your way to hell. Because you can be sure, according to the scriptures that we've read this morning, that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And when I say, do you know Him? And when I ask the question, do you know Him? I'm wondering, do you have that personal relationship with Him? That personal relationship where on a daily basis you walk with Him and He talks with you on life's journey. I'm talking about, do you understand the providence of God? The plan? of God, the protective care of God, the provisions of God. I'm here to tell you I've seen some times in my life where God has provided the need when I felt like the need would never be provided and all I had to do was have faith. And I think about knowing Him personally and providentially and for His provision and for His presence. I know when God shows up. I know when God's walking with me. I'm glad the Bible still says that He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now some of you may be here today saying, well preacher, I don't feel God walking beside me like I used to. It's not because God moved. It's because you may have moved. Because I'm here to tell you, church, uh, if your heart's right with God, uh, if you commune with Him, uh, if you talk with Him, uh, if you pray to Him, uh, and you allow Him to do His work, uh, He'll provide those provisions. uh, And providentially speaking, the plan of God will take place in your life, uh, and you'll be able to do something and get accomplished something uh, for the kingdom of God. And we'll know when His presence is around. You'll know His power if if you know him personally. Amen. You'll know the power of when he shows up and, and, and does what he done in Josh's life or, or, or Miss Lily's life or Tanya's life or Brother Joe's life. And we, we can all stand and say how God's touched me. Amen. How many, how many of God's ever touched you and just, just gave you a special touch from above? What did he do for you, Joe? Tell me. What did he do? Real quick. What did he do? What? 20 out of. Who raised their hand right here? What did God do for you? I had a brain tumor. Brain tumor. Gone. Got run over by a car. Living. There you go. Gone. Anybody else? Who was it? Who was it? Yes. Amen. Praise God. Brother Mac. Doctor said he had a stroke. I remember the phone call. I was three hours away preaching revival. Some of the people went up to the, from the church, prayed with him. He, he got out the next day, I think it was, and uh, no sign of a stroke anyway. Nisi, you got one. I know you do. Positive for lupus, and it was gone. Anybody here? Miss Lydia, he touched you just not too long ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Doctor said she had an aneurysm in her stomach and uh, went back for another test and it's gone. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What, what did he do for her? Had cancer? God's removed it. 
Hallelujah. That's right, sister. There ain't nothing he can't do. A miracle. Amen. That was God. We know what God done for Josh. Anybody else back here? Anybody? Brother Mike, what God do for you? Golly. Listen, did y'all listen? I didn't hit everybody. And if anybody else wants to say something, you can re-raise your hand. Because that's just giving God the glory. Listen, I ain't trying to sell you no snake oil today. I'm trying to sell you on the faith of the one that can help you. Amen. I'm trying to sell you on the faith of one that can help you. And prove that the doctors are wrong. Don't believe the report of the world when you get that dreaded uh, 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 diagnosis of cancer or things like that. Now listen, I know that God has a plan. I know people get cancer. I know people die from cancer. But boy, it does sure seem like a little bit lately here that God's taking care of a whole lot of stuff for His children. Amen. And I believe it's because we know Him and we get to know Him and we can petition Him and we can pray unto Him through the name which is above every name which is the Lord Jesus Christ God can do that amen if you know him personally now listen there's a difference between knowing him like these people have testified unto you today than to just saying yeah I believe there's a God most everybody in America believes there's a higher being and the ones that don't believe there's a God the Bible calls them a fool right So I'm going to take the road of what I know and the Lord Jesus Christ uh, who, listen, who stepped out on nothing and created everything. Created you, created me. If it wasn't for the Lord creating the the very first creation uh, from the dust of the earth, we'd never be here. Uh, Listen, if it wasn't for God protecting them on that ark, uh, the whole entire race of humanity would have been wiped out. Uh, If it wasn't for the second Adam, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the created, uh, the uh, born, the the heaven-born Son, if you will, uh, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. uh, You first had the created uh, Son in Adam, uh, but but you got the second Adam, as the Bible calls him, uh, as uh, the only begotten Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He died for you and I to, to shed every drop of blood for you and I to where we can have salvation, where we can have uh, forgiveness. I hate to go through, I would hate to go through the rest of my life knowing that there's a God in heaven that could take me to heaven uh, and yet I don't know Him uh, like I should know Him uh, and end up dying and going to a devil's hell. I'd rather know Him uh, and know for a fact that I'm going to heaven when this life's over. And by the way, you might not leave here by the grave. You may become changed in the twinkling of an eye. That was in the Sunday school lesson this morning. You'll be transformed. That body of corruption will put on incorruption. In other words, that old man's going to die. And the new man's going to resurrect. And we're going to go sailing through the air. My friend, this is not a fairy tale that I'm preaching to you today. It is the gospel truth. It is the good news. And my friend, it could happen today before the services over somebody else will have to turn out these new bright lights in here I ain't going to be here amen I know him today number one I know him in favor I know him in favor he's put favor upon me he's put favor upon you you're still living you're still breathing you're still making it amen you're still getting help when you go through the darkest times of your life 
You're still getting blessed by the Lord. He's still speaking to you. And when you know Him, you will have favor. For some of you that have testified already of how God's been good to you. And how God's touched you. That is the favor of God upon His children. Listen, a lost person that doesn't know Him personally can go to Him and pray and ask for anything. Because sin, puts that iniquity, puts up a barrier. It puts up a, 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 a place of a, where you can't get in touch with the God of heaven. That's scriptural today. We got to know Him. And when you know Him, He shows us favor. And when you know Him, we have His, number two, forgiveness. Hallelujah. Colossians 1 and 14, the Bible says, In whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I'm standing here before you today as a mortal man. I am nothing special to anybody really. I'm just here. I'm just a common man saved by the grace of God, called to do something for the Lord. I am not holier than thou. I'm not perfect. I mess up. I make mistakes. Things come through my mind just like they come through your mind. But I can tell you this. I've got one on my side that is a forgiving God. And my friend, he'll forgive you of all of your sins no matter what they are. Amen. We're not perfect. There's oftentimes I'd like to think we have a perfect church. We don't. But you know what? Nobody does. Now if you think you found the perfect one, you better not join it because you'll mess it up. Amen. Let's be honest. Truth. There is no perfect church. But there will be a perfect church. Amen. Because when we have that forgiveness, it brings us into the family of God. And when the Lord Jesus comes to get us, or when we leave here by the way of the grave and go to be with Him in that fashion, my friend, everything's going to be perfect then. And His church, not just the church with the name on the door. I'm not talking about the church down there. I'm talking about the saved, blood-washed church. Those that know Him in a personal way. And if you know Him, you got favor. If you know him you got forgiveness if you know him you got friendship you've got a friend that sticketh closer than a brother that's number three friendship proverbs 18 24 a man that hath friends must show himself friendly now i've heard this a lot of times people say well preacher i just don't have any friends i don't have many friends well what does the bible say the bible says a man that hath friends must show himself friendly in other words, if you're not very friendly, you're probably not going to have any friends. Right? And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Aren't you glad when you pillow your head tonight for you that know him? Aren't you glad when you pillow your head down tonight and go to sleep? Uh, you don't have to worry about a thing. If you don't wake up in the morning, you're going to be in the presence of a loving Savior uh, that saved your soul. And a friend that's walking with you through the fire. A friend that's walking with you in the valley. And thanks be unto God. A friend that's even walking with you on the mountaintop. Uh, when we think that everything's going right. Uh, just don't turn to God when things are troublesome or tiresome. Just don't turn to God when you have great problems in your life. Turn to Him every day. And have a personal relationship with Him. He is considered the bridegroom. You and I 
as that know him are considered the bride. Let me give you an example of how this is today. I'm the groom. She's my bride. If I never talk to her, I don't think we'll last very long. Get where I'm getting at? If you don't see, the more I talk with her, the more I fellowship with her being my bride, me being the groom, the closer we can become, the closer that we work things out, and the stronger our marriage is. Same way with God. You and I being the bride, Him being the bridegroom, Jesus, the more we talk to Him, the closer we are to Him. And the more we'll know about Him. He already knows about us. And may I say we ain't nothing to brag about. But we are His prized creation. So how do you think my marriage would work today. If I only talked to her. On Sunday and Wednesday. It wouldn't go very well. Suppose I only talked to her on Sunday. Or maybe when we have altar prayer and prayer meeting on Wednesday, it's the only time that I talk with her is when I talk to God. Listen, we come and we assemble ourselves together like the Scripture says. We're supposed to pray unto the God of heaven like the Scripture says. But if this is the only time that we pray, we're in spiritual trouble. We're in deep spiritual trouble. I like what Brother Joe said in Sunday school. He said, I like calling out their names, preacher. Those that need a touch from heaven. I like calling out their name. You know what that shows? Faith. Just like when the Lord Jesus called out Lazarus from the grave. He called him out by name. We've got that friendship. But thanks be unto God, if you know him, number four, you've got fellowship. Amen. 1 Corinthians 1, 9, the Bible says God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Fellowship. Some of you may think, oh, but preacher, I don't know. I don't have anyone to fellowship with. Yes, you do. You've got a God in heaven that loves you. You've got a creator that created you. And my friend, he will fellowship with you. In your darkest and loneliest days, he will fellowship with you. He'll love on you. All he's looking for is some little love back. Huh? Do we know him to love him? Do we know him enough to a fellowship with him and be friends with him? Oh, listen, if we know him, we got fellowship with him. But number five, if we know him, we've got faithfulness. What does, what does Scripture say this morning, Brother Joe, that last verse? Always abounding in the work of the Lord. He says, be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. In other words, the writer Paul was saying this. No matter what comes your way. No matter what storm. No matter what circumstances. No matter what comes your way. 
don't be movable. In other words, don't remove yourself from the presence and power of God because the presence and power of God is what's going to help you get through those most difficult times. Uh, when you're up there and your loved one's lying in a casket up in front of that pulpit and the preacher's preaching the word uh, and your heart's breaking in two and you don't know how to react, you don't know how to think, you don't know what to do uh, except for call upon a loving God that sends grace uh, and sends comfort uh, and takes care of you uh, and pets you on the head and says, child, everything's going to be all right because you know me. Amen. You ever heard this phrase? It's not who you know, it's what you know, or it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. <clears throat> it's who you know when it comes to salvation. Because, see, I can't save you. Your mom and your dad can't save you. You can't go to heaven on their coattail today. Amen. You can't. I mean, they can forgive you of something that you may have wronged them for. But, listen, they can't get you into heaven. Amen. I don't care how much they go to church, how much they tithe, how much work they do. It doesn't matter. They can't get you into heaven. Me, Ma, Paul, Paul, none of them can't get you into heaven. You're going to be standing before God one day and you're going to say, well, my grandpa or my daddy or my mama was a good godly Christian person and that's why I need to get in and God's going to say, sorry, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity and the flaming angels of hell is going to carry you to that place of torment. My word, do you know him? Because if you know him in faithfulness and fellowship and friendship and forgiveness and in favor, you'll know him as your father. Amen. You'll know him as your father. For Revelation 3, 5 says these words, He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Amen. He's my Father. You see, I've got an earthly Father who is still living. I've got an earthly Father. You may have an earthly Father that's still living, but we've got something greater than an earthly Father. We've got a heavenly father. Amen. And it's, our crea it's God himself. God the father. We're saved and can talk to God the father. Through the savior, the son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well preacher, what if I don't know him like you're saying today? What's holding you back? The greatest life you'll ever live will be for him. He'll keep you out of trouble. He'll keep you out of getting into a mess. He'll keep you walking straight. He'll keep you faithful if you'll just make an effort at it. But some people say, yeah, I know him. You know him, but you don't never come to church? Come on. You don't know him to God. I know. You, 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 oh, oh you, don't, you, don't, you don't understand, preacher. Oh, yeah, I understand. I understand completely. You don't know him the way I know him. I hope you know him enough to get in. Think about it. Oh, but preacher, I'm saved. Okay, I'm glad you are. But are, we, are, do, do, are you right where you need to be today with God? Are you right with him where you need to be? Do you know him? Are you fellowshipping with him? Are you, are, do you have that friendship, that forgiveness, and that favor that he shows upon his children? Is, is, is that where you are? 
If you're not, you can be. Well, preacher, I was saved, but I, I've grown cold, and I've, I've, I've grown cold on the Lord and got out of the will of God. I thank God for 1 John 1, 9 still in the Bible. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Do you know him? Do you know him? I want you to stand as they come get us a song of invitation. That's my question to you today. Listen, this don't benefit me today. It, it, listen, it, I hope it benefits you. It benefits in me of being obedient unto God. Don't take me wrong. But do you know him? Not that just you just believe there is a God. Not that you just believe there's a heaven and a hell. Not that you believe that there is a son named Jesus. I'm talking about do you know him? I haven't known Brother Jerry for that, that long a time. Hadn't known Tanya that long. I know you, but you know what? I really don't know you. You see what I'm saying? I really don't know you. I know you, but I really don't know you. Do you know Jerry Kyle? Yeah, I know Jerry. Good guy. You know Tanya Gaps? Yeah, I know them. I know of you. I can't say that I know everything about you. But that's what God is desiring of you and me today. It's to know Him. To know Him. And if you're here today lost and you don't know Him, it's as easy as ABC, except believe and confess. Some of you that testified today that said that God's done something great for you, run over by a car, <laughs> cancer gone, lupus gone, among any, many other things, heart problems gone. Brother Charles is sitting back on the back pew, and I can tell you now, I'll go ahead and say it for him. God delivered him off his deathbed, and he's been with us for several years since then. God done that. I didn't. The church didn't. God done it. It's favor. And God wants to do something for you today. And if God's already done something great like that in your life, I wouldn't waste another minute to get to an altar of prayer just thanking him for what he's done for me. But if you're here and you're lost, I wouldn't wait another minute. I'd run to Jesus. You can find him at an altar of prayer. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. Come into your heart and to your life. If you do that, my friend, you'll have a better life ahead of you. Because you'll have the forgiveness. The forgiveness. The favor. The blessings. The heaven that God has prepared for you. Father, we do love you, Lord. Thank you for your many blessings. I pray, Jesus, that you would bless each and every one, touch each and every heart today. God, I feel like my work's done in this portion of the service. And God, I pray, dear Lord, that you would deliver. And Lord, that you would show up in a great and mighty way. Save that one closest to hell. Lord, reclaim that backslider. Bring that one coal close to you. Help us to be very, very thankful for what you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You come as these are praying. Some will come, someone will pray with you. Have you a heart that's weary? Oh, yeah. Don't let the devil tell you no. We ought to forever be thankful. That's seen.
we ought to forever be thankful. We'll forever be gracious for what God's delivered us from, what God does for us. Do you know? honest with yourself. If you don't, you ought to come. Pray with these others and ask God to help you. He loves you. He loves me. And that he <laughs> will abide to the Do you? 